going to keep me. Every uh, place that my feet uh, uh, try, God is going to give me that land. I mean, I'm going to have the victory in this thing. Why? Because I understand that there is something coming after this, that there is some victory uh, in, in this thing. Let's look at Philippians 2 and 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. God learned how to make it, or Christ learned how to make it through humility. Amen. We just need to learn how to do what? humble ourselves. We have to humble ourselves up under the mighty hand of God and understand that if we would humble ourselves and become obedient, that we'll make it through any situation. The words say, if we are willing and obedient, we shall eat the good, the fat of the land. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to eat the fat of the land. Amen. That just simply means that we can have plenty. Amen. Amen. I may not, you know what, I may not be the wealthiest person in the world, but whatever I need, my God will provide him. Amen. He's going to provide it for when I need it. All I have to do is make my request known unto him through prayer and supplication with some thanksgiving and God's going to provide what I need. Amen. Made himself for no reputation. Amen. Amen. I don't need a reputation. Stop trying to get a reputation in the earth. Amen. If any reputation that I want to have, I want them to say that was a godly woman. Amen. That woman loved the Lord her God. Amen. That's what I want people to know about me. Amen. I think, amen, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, uh, Gladys Knight wrote the song. If anyone would ever write my life story. Amen. But if they wrote my story, all I want them to say is that that was a woman that feareth the Lord. Amen. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, church of the living God. 1279 Pickett Road, Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Praise God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Father, we thank you for the reading of the word. We thank you for the hearers of the word, but more importantly, we thank you for the doers of the word. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would think through my mind and speak through my vocals. I thank you, Lord, that I give myself to you afresh and anew. Thank you for revelation knowledge flowing freely in this place, uninterrupted, unhindered, unchecked by any satanic, demonic, or fleshly force. I thank you, Father, that as we have worshiped you and praised you, now, Father, we position ourselves to hear from you. We need your word. We want and desire your word. We thank you, Lord, that your, your word is life. It is the living word. And we gladly receive it into our hearts by faith. 
We thank you for this message. We'll bring understanding. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the demonstration of this word, that this church will become so impacted by the message of the kingdom that everyone, everyone, everyone will get involved in the name of Jesus. Think through my mind again. Speak through my vocals. Let my tongue be as a pen of a ready and a skillful writer. Calls me to speak the oracles of God, to set somebody free. It's in Jesus' name we pray all in agreement. Say amen. amen. And amen. Praise God. I just want to recap just a little bit of what we shared on Tuesday night. So I just want you to indulge me just for a couple of minutes so that we can make sure that we're all on the same page as it concerns this, this gospel of the kingdom that Jesus said before his return, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached throughout all the earth. And we must have a revelation of God's kingdom. And uh, I mentioned on Tuesday that uh, this, this revelation of God's kingdom will help us to get in order so that we can experience the fullness of God's plan and purpose and the fullness of his benefits for our life. Not only is there a benefit for being saved and uh, going to heaven, but what I often explain is that when you become saved and born again, uh, you don't have to wait until you go to heaven to enjoy life. That heaven has come on the inside of you. So you are filled with heaven. We say, how can I be filled with heaven? Well, you know, I'm just little old me. Well, no, no, no. In your spirit, your spirit contains all that heaven has. Because when you are recreated in Christ Jesus, amen, born anew unto God, now your spirit becomes a carrier for the glory of the Lord. So you don't have to wait until you get to heaven to enjoy what God has destined for you. Amen. You can enjoy it right now. Amen. And Jesus taught his disciples. We went over this. Uh, Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And when you read in Luke, I believe it's chapter 11, his disciples came to him and asked him, said, can you teach us uh, to pray as John the Baptist taught his disciples? Amen. And many times when we look at this in Matthew 6 and, and Luke 11, we've been taught that this is what's called the Lord's Prayer. How many of you have been taught that this is the Lord's Prayer? But we learned Tuesday night that this is not the Lord's Prayer. This is not the Lord's Prayer that we just read, simply because of the fact that, that he, he said, when you pray, you say this, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, or forgive, forgive us our sins. How many of you know that Jesus Christ never sinned? He never had to pray for forgiveness. He never had to ask the Father to forgive him. So this is not his prayer. This is our prayer. This is the disciples' prayer. Are you with me? Say amen. Amen. Don't, don't let religion mislead you. Hallelujah. Amen. What is Jesus' prayer? Jesus' prayer, when you read John chapter 17, it talks about how Jesus prayed, Father, I pray that your, that your disciples, your people will become one even as you and I are one. That's the prayer of Jesus. Amen. But that's another lesson. But notice in this prayer to his disciples, he says to pray that God's kingdom would come. And that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it lets us know that there is an order here. That the will of God cannot be done until God's kingdom come. The kingdom has to come before God's will is done. I want you to say that. Say the kingdom has to come, the kingdom has to come 
before God's will is done. Now, again, this is a statement that is prior, prior to the death and resurrection and ascension of Christ. He was praying, prayed that the kingdom would come. Now, we understand now, since Jesus has died and he's risen again, he's risen on the third day, he has ascended, he's seated on the right hand of the Father, uh, we no longer have to pray that God's kingdom come because his kingdom has already come. Now, the question is, where has his kingdom come? And before we answer that question, you need to understand that this is a kingdom, Jesus said, that is not of this world. When Jesus stood before the governors and before Herod and, and, and before Pilate, Pilate said, I understand that there is an accusation against you that you are the, the king. Then if you are the king, then where's your kingdom? And Jesus began to tell Pilate, he says, uh, uh, he says, my kingdom is not of this world. In other words, there is a new kingdom that has been established before the foundations of the world. And it's not of this world. How many of you know that we are in this world, but we are not of this world? That's what Jesus was saying. We are part of a new kingdom. We are part of a new world, a new realm, a new dimension. So when we talk about the kingdom of God, we're not talking about uh, what the Pharisees thought at this time. They thought that Jesus was going to establish a political kingdom. And Jesus said, no, I'm not here to establish a political kingdom. Again, my kingdom is not of this world. Amen. So uh, look at Isaiah chapter 9. I want you to understand another element of the kingdom. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Just want to get you grounded a little bit. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. When you have it, say Amen. Now, this is not a Christmas uh, scripture. <laughs> For unto us, a child is born. And unto us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Everyone say Wonderful. wonderful. His name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now look at verse 7. It gives, you, it gives you insight into the kingdom of God. Of the increase of his government, speaking of the government of the kingdom, and peace, there shall be no end. There shall be no end. So there is no lack in the kingdom. There is no shortage in the kingdom. Come on. There is only increase and eternity in the kingdom of God. There is no end. There is no limits in the kingdom. My, my God. So he says, of his, that's the government that he's speaking of, the government of the kingdom. There should be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Okay, so you need to understand there is no shortage in the kingdom of God. In order for us to really, really plug into the kingdom, we must understand there is no shortage in the kingdom. Whatever you need, God has made it available in the kingdom. It's in the kingdom of God. So you need to understand kingdom living. Kingdom living. Say kingdom living. Kingdom living is not living according to the world or according to the government or according to uh, what you think you need in order to survive. 
Amen. There's another life and lifestyle that we are called to live, and it is in alignment with the kingdom of God. How many of you want God, everything that God has in store for you? Amen. Get in the kingdom, and then let the kingdom get in you. Amen? Amen? Now look at Luke 17. It's going to back up what I just said. Look at Luke chapter 17. Because I asked the question, if the kingdom has come, then where has the kingdom come? Again, this is just review for those of you that were here Tuesday. But again, faith comes by hearing and hearing. So you can never exhaust the word of God. Amen. Luke chapter 17, verse 20. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation or it doesn't come with physical observation. Neither shall they say, look over here or look over there. For behold, read the rest of this with me. Ready, read. The kingdom of God is within you. Glory to God. I want you to say that. Say, the kingdom of God is within me. So when Jesus prayed, Father, let your kingdom come, he was not talking about the kingdom coming into a physical world. He was talking about the kingdom coming into the hearts of men. And through Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and through your confession of faith, you have been a beneficiary of the kingdom of God. So you are a carrier of God's kingdom. And again, in that kingdom, there is no end. So if you need love, God has made it available within the kingdom. If you need forgiveness, God has made it available within the kingdom. If you need an anointing to do what God's called you to do, he's made it available within the kingdom. If you need your needs met, if you need provision, if you need healing, if you need deliverance, God has made it available within the kingdom. And he has taken that and placed it in your heart, not that so that you can just live in the kingdom, but so that the kingdom of God can live in you. Oh, that's good teaching right there. Praise God. So I must understand, again, what Jesus said, the will of God cannot be done until the kingdom has come. If I'm going to do the will of God, I cannot do the will of God without understanding the kingdom has to come in me. You know what's happening with a lot of people today? The kingdom is not in them. Now, they're full of religion. And they're full of church antics. And they're full of tradition. And Jesus told the Pharisees and Sadducees, it's your traditions that has made the word of God of no effect. Amen. So we've got to be delivered from that and really get 